0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to The Composite Mind, a podcast about creativity, inspiration, where we find it and how we hold on to it. Produced by Roughhouse House Theatre and presented by me, Shane Morgan. Hello, welcome to episode one of The Composite Mind. My name's Shane Morgan and each month I am going to be talking to someone who I think is brilliant. From whatever field they choose to work in. I'm going to be talking to them about their creativity, where they find it, how they hold on to it, and the different areas of their field that it really inspires. This month, for episode one, I had a wonderful chat with the artistic director of Gecko Theatre, Amit Lahav. I've had the great good fortune of not only being in a rehearsal room with Amit for a period of time but also being in the auditorium watching the shows of Gecko Theatre over a large number of years. With Gecko Productions and with Amit, you know you're in for a truly open-hearted, authentic and beautiful experience. I'm going to let Amit do the talking, but for the record you can find out more about Gecko Theatre at www.geckotheatre.com. I'll check in with you at the end. Enjoy episode one of The Composite Mind with our guest Amit Lahire. What about you? How's lockdown been <laughs> for you? How how are you? How's I'm really been- really good, actually. It's been
1: um, it's it's been kind of beautiful in a in a in a, in a way. It's been um on on so many levels it's been a rather beautiful sort of um time you know i think there was the initial initial moment of um making sure that we weren't going to go under as a company and all that and once i was kind of clear that we were we were going to be fine i started to just really get into it and it's, it it was yeah i mean there's i mean there's just so many areas that i could talk about from meditation and um sort of just going on a a very personal voyage of development and um, curiosity to what it's meant to the company, which has been, I think it's been a very important uh, time of, of, um, of growth and development for the company. So, yeah, it's
0: been it's been amazing. I think the, the first lockdown came at a particularly critical time for the company didn't it because of the creation space your beautiful new building I don't know whether you're able to talk about that or whether you're in a position or in a a, a space to talk about it but where are you at the moment with the fact that as a company that has been thriving internationally you now have a place to create and build from how's plans for that going yeah
1: I mean um, I suppose that's lockdown sort of started and I think, it, I think really it gave us the time to uh, breathe into that voyage because essentially the company is about to grow and the building is, the, it's kind of the, the, the present and the culmination of 20 years of work. It's like, it's the gift that I've been longing for for so long. It, you know, it takes me three to four years to make a show, to make one show and um, it's always a battle to create the sort of conditions and environment that i know that, that i know that i want which is a absolute a, a, absolute total technical availability and control of the space and and completely and, and an atmosphere which is uninterrupted you know and continuous even though the process very much relies it relies on being in the space with intense periods of development and then totally removed from the space and having time to reflect dream draw drift and then come back in it's still about uh, those very those very detailed um, periods of time in a space and the building really is the, the summit of that 20 year journey in that it's uh, it's all of those things it's 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 a remarkable it's a it will be a remarkable thing an unusual thing in that you don't find it very often I'm talking a fully technical space full lighting rig recording studio sound recording room uh, workshop for wood metal soldering etc etc a very very big a big space where, where if we're putting on a show
0: at the Barbican we could we could build it put it up tech it you're now creating a, a mothership that you can essentially pick up and place in any yeah. venue that you go to anywhere. That, that's an incredible culmination of well, like you say, that 20 year journey.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's. I. I. Um. I feel like it will. Be, when I start making in there, it will be the first time I've properly made something. <laughs> <laughs> It will feel like that because until it's such a fight, it's such a fight to make one of these shows. It's such a, it's such a war, a war of attrition, a war of um, an intense war to try to get it on. Um, This will be the first time that I'll go, wow, this is the, the conditions for making the preparation of the canvas. It will be really and truly as I always dream and hope it will be, you know, so it's, it's, I I, can't, I keep I keep pinching myself in every conceivable way that this is really actually happening and um and COVID has sort of, it sort of accelerated and made the, the process even more tangible, even more real, because it has, yeah, it's kind of focused everything. I mean, it's also provided the council with the, those last few million quid that they needed to complete the shell and core of the building and really pass it on to us. It's enabled us to apply for capital funding to, to get the final bits of the capital stuff that we needed to put in place. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really happening and it's, and it's going to be finished in, I think, probably April next year, which is going to be, which are going to come about very quick. It's going to make this year a very busy, yeah. It's going to make this year very busy just purely on that basis alone. Um, so yeah, it, that, the building is happening. It's a beautiful thing. The whole company, There'll be a, a, a separate floor where the the, the uh, producing and administrative team will be. What it will mean for our local community and our international community as well is also something that I, I'm staggered by the, the possibilities, you know, because I'm um, everything for me in this whole 20 years has been about quality and um, quality means time. And it means having um, or trying to access the ingredients you need. So the time and the ingredients to really put into something is essential. And then after that, you've got relationships. And I think the potential for relationships in our local community and our distant community is beyond what I can imagine. And and that really is incredibly thrilling to me. You know, it's like, wow, I can't. Uh, the possibilities are mind-blowing, you know, so
0: it's very, very exciting. Uh, One of the things that I've always admired about your process and also the company's process is that you talk about this three to four year period of time, which, and I I think if I remember rightly, you you spoke of the first year being your, your thinking time, the second year being your research time, and then you start to really put the building blocks together for what will be the origins of the show that will be very organically changed along the process. When you're in that very early stage, the the one to two year stage of, of thinking and researching, what do you draw upon? Where do you turn to to start to allow yourself... To just absorb everything and 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 draw on work. Where do you turn to?
1: Well, um, I mean, there's probably a few ways of answering that. One one of the ways is just sort of um, I think actually it's sort of it's just there, in that um <laughs> as soon as I um I guess what I mean by that is that I'm amazed how as soon as i as soon as I've basically opened that hard drive inside of me. And that hard drive, if you like, is um, the 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 kind of core feeling that I'm being drawn towards. Whatever that is, that core feeling, which is then cushioned uh, um, with some sort of early metaphor for what the thing is starting to um, uh, uh, pull in. Then I, I don't really have to do very much. I I just I kind of just have to let go and let it happen because. The whole of my life and all of my uh, everything I see and feel, all of my conversations, um, how I look at my children, what I see in the world around me just comes into that. And I kind of don't I don't have to struggle too much. Um, It's sort of the opposite. I just have to kind of um, I mean, now that I kind of meditate regularly, actually, I I see the process more simplistically in that it's it's sort of. It's just there. I, I, um, I'm amazed at how simple it is actually. Um, of course, I'm watching films, I'm reading books, I'm um, asking questions, I'm speaking to, I mean, I'm, I'm making a piece about migration. And so I'm talking to family members. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about that journey that my grandmother took as a four-year-old from Northern Yemen to, to Aden and the, and the port in Aden to, to get a ship to palestine of course i'm trying to i'm i'm thinking about that and i'm dreaming about that i'm wondering about my polish great grandparents who decided to to leave that part of the world those from that jewish community and come to britain i'm wondering about that and then i'm asking questions in the in the studio and i'm talking to people about what their migration stories are or what they perceive them to be So I'm reading and asking questions, obviously, Shane, the whole time I'm doing this, but that doesn't tell me anything about the theatrical world that is going to emerge. It doesn't tell me anything about that because that's just stories and and thoughts and feelings. How that actually emerges into a gecko show is a leap, which I barely know anything about in terms of what's actually going on there. Where do those ideas kind of um emerge from you know that those poetic ideas because those poetic ideas are not really they don't there's no way to research them there's no way really to uh, to find those poetic ideas other than to wait <laughs> to wait patiently for them to somehow emerge from some unconscious place it's yeah. a re- it's a very very mysterious part and 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 so therefore I give myself two to three to you know a few years because I can't I cannot tell you where they come from really and truly they just emerge and uh, as long as I keep filling that hard drive with thoughts feelings dreams and and bits and bobs I then I, I then just have to trust 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 that uh somewhere it will come. But it, it, it doesn't come from anywhere that I can say that is, um, yeah, I, it's not it's not something that I can say too much about, actually and truly. It's It truly just has to come. And one day it comes, and I go, wow, I wonder where on earth that came from. And I really don't, I really can't um, express it in any tangible, real-life way. Do you remember
0: the first time that, that happened to you, where you went, right, that's how it works?
1: Well, I get. I well. I um, hmm. sort of, sort of not because I I don't really I don't really know how it works in some ways. In um, I I know that, and it's partly why I always say it's so important to have time in between. Um, it, it it's like if you don't give yourself the time, you're too in the grip of um the ego. Uh, you're too in the grip of the moment, in in the egoic state of um, grabbing, grabbing, and mm. trying to trying to put things to, together, trying to put things together in the studio. Um, so when you're in the studio, because you're you're you know, I might be dealing with twenty people, twenty five people, yeah, you know, eight or nine performers, the technical team, everyone everyone is hoping that they are going to be guided along a voyage to which they really don't know uh, what's coming moment by moment, day by day. They're trusting their relationship with me that I will um, serve them and look after them. But in that moment, because because I have the responsibility to take care of them and to try to uh, find my way through it, I'm 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 sort of quite in the moment, trying to build something with them, but, but build up a situation where we can all be vulnerable um, and surprise ourselves with the things the things that emerge. Now, because of the kind of conditions of that moment, it does take me a few weeks of letting go of that and letting go of the things that I was precious about, the things that I thought uh, were important, the things that I was clinging on to. And um, it takes me a few weeks to sort of uh, let that uh, simmer down before I can uh, allow the magic process to happen, which is like the unconscious kind of deals with all of those things. The the ego drops away and suddenly the answers so- start to come. And, and I'm sort of suddenly thinking feeling um, certain images and those images are very very pertinent important what why why do I start to think about weddings and marriages when really what I'm contemplating is my anger towards the state you know my anger towards the state where I feel trapped in in that relationship and suddenly I start to see weddings I start to see wedding dresses and I start to think about marriages and that's in that moment, it's like an epiphany that you're not completely sure where it's come from. You're just waiting for your unconscious, I guess, let's, let's say your unconscious to dream it up. And, um, and as soon as it's there, I mean, David Lynch very beautifully talks about fishing. He talks about this process of, of being, I guess, available that your line, your fishing line is just, you, you, you allow it to be just kind of there and suddenly you catch a fish. And I guess that's that's what it is. You just you catch a fish and you reel it in, and you and um, then I think it's that it is about experience and having a certain aptitude and taste for a good idea, you know, and 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 a good and a good fish in the in to stick with David's uh, um, notion there uh, that you go, that's it, that's that's a, that's 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 a great idea because it talks to you personally and it talks and also you know instinctively and almost instantaneously that it's society that it's going to have a societal and a universal um resonance to it can't answer your question sorry shane that exactly uh when that that very first time happened um i think that i always had ideas and i always had a sense I think I always had a sense, and somehow, some from somewhere, a confidence
0: that they that, that it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously something that is is sort of hardwired into your DNA because it's it, it's been there for so long. You mentioned talking about having a responsibility of the people in the room. There is a there is an element of there being that complicity. However, what do you look for? With those people that are in the room with you, what is it that you either hope for or look for in the early stages that think, okay, this is how this room is going to work for this period of time? Oh, it,
1: I mean, I'm looking for humanity. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, for for beautiful, open-hearted human beings. I mean, I'm looking for connection. I'm looking for trust and. Um, availability and 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 a deep felt desire to dive deep into your into one's soul in a in in um in a courageous way in a way that's going to make you feel scared and excited so yeah i mean that is fundamentally it that that those are those qualities are um a deal breaker that those have to be there um and and then added to that almost secondary is the the level of uh talent and ability um that that human being has to have but primarily it is the it is um it is the it is the dynamics as a, as a human being and the the ability of and and also the propensity for connection that I am gonna have with that human being that has to be
0: there. I don't know whether you agree with this, but the sense of our village is almost being pushed in on us to to make our village smaller. And I'm not talking about just politically in terms of something like Brexit, which has very much felt like the international community are being kept at an arm's distance, but with that sense of being open hearted and really embracing people's experience and people's vulnerabilities, how do we continue to be able to do that whilst feeling like the walls are are, are somehow closing in on us if in fact they are closing in but how Mm. do makers like yourself continue to reach out and explore people's vulnerabilities
1: yeah I mean I think that um I always I always uh in in a moment like this when those kind of those kind of feelings are prevalent um I always I I think feel like there's an opportunity and I think the opportunity for the the, I think very naturally the opportunity for me is to be um in a sense uh someone and to be a company that can offer an expanding village actually Mm -hmm. because I sense that if those things are prevalent in terms of in terms of uh something shrinking for me I see an opportunity to expand you know and 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 by that, I mean, um, wow, okay, Brexit. Wow, okay, um, COVID. Uh, we can be something here. We can be something to our community. We can be something even more special than than before because we have a building that's coming. We have um, a project and we have funding to make work here we go let's be let's be everything that that, that the surrounding world seems to not be providing in this moment Um, and so when we put a company together in September to start making the new show um, it there were complications in terms of people traveling to come into that scenario we we had a house a bubble house where people came and um, they had to isolate and all that sort of thing, and they had to have COVID tests every time they arrived. Blah blah blah. It created one of the most beautiful and intense creation processes that I've ever had, and um, so that's what I mean. It's like all of these, the, all the oddities of these conditions, and and you know this as a as a maker as well. You sort of work the problem. You go. You you sort of you get into the yeah. problem. In a very positive, kind of like excitable way. Oh, this is a really interesting problem. I wonder how much fun we can have with this problem, you know. (laughs) It kind of, um, it should set off certain things in you where you think, oh this is going to be exciting, we can, should be something to be had with this. So everyone living together for, for seven weeks, you know, with GAPS, created a lot of cooking and uh, lots of different cuisine and people uh, talking, you know, talking about politics, talking about all sorts of things, but living together in a way that we never
0: had, which was rather delicious you know were you at home or were you part of that house did your home life cross over into that or did you did you keep the two separate
1: no and that's precisely that's what I mean I moved out of my house I moved in to the bubble house so you know I was living with the with the whole team and um I had to because we had to make a bubble. Mm. But what a what an amazing opportunity that was for me to get even closer to the performers. And some of them were very new performers to me and to the company. And I think it gave me such a... Oh uh, yeah, a, a wonderful opportunity to to really get get immerse myself with with them. You know, it's great.
0: There in itself is a real investment, isn't there? Because you don't get that opportunity normally. You get the short rehearsal period or the R and D, and then you have a break. But then that seven weeks together in that one house, cooking for each other, passing each other in the bathroom—that's you know, wild. That that creates a real heart that creates a real investment and that's so important what a starting point for a project where you actually get to build that heart of the the project in, in that in that one place
1: absolutely god absolutely you know um i uh
0: and
1: i and i think the the covid scenario um it sort of again it creates the opposite it creates the opposite in that people were so relieved to be working. To relieved to be touching and in, in, in and actually um in contact in human contact with each other and we could do that because um we'd created a bubble you know mm-hmm. so there was a relief and a release which was very um un, especially unusual almost like uh you know so it created a new level of emotionality in the room a new level of trust you know it was very very special i i i I treasure it
0: especially when you consider that a lot of what is at the heart of Gecko's work contact breath they're all you know red crosses as far as covid is concerned so to be able to be to make and to be able to create really using what is at the very heart of Gecko's work is 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 a wonderful experience did you make any sort of discoveries about yourself during that process about that time where you thought ah you know any unexpected moments or anything that you found out about either yourself or your process that hadn't occurred to you or, or or was a new discovery to you
1: um, I mean, you know, it, it was it was the period in which I, I made made a decision to add meditation into the process for myself, and uh, I think that was a massive. Um, it was massive because I, I've been I have been contemplating adding meditation into into a process, but also just I've been thinking about meditation for many years. I just never. I never um, gave myself the opportunity to properly or learn a practice, you know. So um, again, sort of this period of lockdown, I thought, well, this is it. This is the moment. I need to. I need to. I'm going to do this. And um, wow, what what a what a beautiful influence on the process. I mean, just on a very simplistic level, having twenty minutes before you leave. uh, um, your room just to bring things down both in terms of stress both in terms of um, a racing mind just to center yourself just on that level alone is very special and then to do that in the evening that alone I think uh, yeah it's very special I mean you know it can be very stressful a process Um, there can be a lot of a lot of things flying around in your mind is hard to sleep transcendental meditation has been proven just, just in a kind of uh, brainwave um, monitoring uh, scientific way to allow you to rest um, in in a way that is deeper, even than deep sleep and uh, REM sleep. So on that level as well, giving yourself a moment to rest in a very deep way as well. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I could go on, but it's it's um, that was very special for the process. And also, I think you know, as you start to head towards fifty, your powers as a as um as an artist, as a human being that's that's put, putting together a very big process. They're not what they were when you were in your early thirties, and you have to you have to negotiate that. It's a it really full on. I'm always my breath. I'm my breath is always taken away at how how hard it is to make a gecko show. You have to take care of of um of of that, and I I think adding meditation is certainly um, yeah. I can't recommend it highly enough. Basically,
0: talk about heading towards. 50 you talk about the building you talk about the 20-year journey to get to the building once the building happens what's next do you see anything changing dramatically what's next when the building opens and and it's full steam ahead well it is um it's
1: definitely a new chapter it feels in some ways like the start it feels it feels like there's been a 20-year build-up to the start um, I have been working in and making films over the last five or six years and that's been a very it's been a that has been a really beautiful sort of opening for me because I do I do think and feel very filmically um, and that's I think that's just an added part of the of, of this next chapter um yeah, I, I guess it feels like the start of a new chapter, really. I think is the best way I can describe it, Shane. Until we're in it, I don't know what more to say about it, other mm-hmm. than there is there is the community aspect and all of the relationships that that that, that brings. There's making work in the fir- for the first time in the way that I hope to make work. You've got film when you throw film into that that it's um, yeah it it's it's a it's a beautiful new chapter, and I and I guess what's next is uh, yeah the, the the beautiful conditions that all of that provides. I guess I mean I I feel like I'm a, I'm about to make
0: the best work of my life. That's how I feel. <laughs> Um. (laughs) which is a lovely way to be but particularly be at the beginning of a a making process just on that on the subject of film I just want to get your reflections on the time of your life obviously that was a that that went out live how was that as an experience for you as a as a theatre maker to be able to I guess the conditions were very similar in in sense that it was live, it was a live performance, but actually you didn't have an audience, you had several cameras following you around a studio with quite a remarkable end result. How was that for you as a as a move forward in the journey of Gecko?
1: I mean, I it was it was an epiphany, I think, in in, in that I wanted to play with the form. In, in, I wanted to play with the form in that, as I said, I do think and feel very um scenically and shot by shot and um and I guess shot by shot in in that the way that I think about narrative or, or 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 um the composition of something is the loading up of that story moment by moment, shot by shot and I think I was fascinated but about how that works when you actually put it you, you know you actually you put it into film. Even though that was that was not really a representation of what of what the potential was, because I think the potential of it really relies on on the edit and the post production mm-hmm. and the accumulation of how the, the edit, both visually and sonically, can really start to craft something in a very deep um, and exciting way. But nonetheless, it was an opportunity to to at least take in a certain aspect of, of how I make work and choreograph work um, with the camera. And so, so I think, yeah, that was that was a kind of the first big foray into that into that uh, adventure of film. Um, it was a terrifying thing to actually pull off on the night. It was thrilling and terrifying. I mean, really terrifying because it was it was live. Mm. It felt. Live, but in utter silence, and it was—it was, yeah, kind of strange feeling. It was almost like when you, as a performer, when you're when you go on stage, you kind of have a constant sense of the audience. You're never—it it very rarely goes away—the sense of the audience. And if it does go away, your kind of unconscious is kind of holding on and gripping on to uh, the sense of that. Of those people that are there with you experiencing things moment by moment. It was almost magnified into the the sense of thousands and thousands of people people witnessing that in some odd distant darkness. Um, you know, it was kind of a very strange feeling, really strange. Very, very it was it was very um. I remember feeling extremely nervous as we were about to start, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was was intense. I mean, in the first scene, something quite dramatically went wrong. I remember that. And uh, we dealt with it in a way that no one would really ever know. But for us as performers, something quite dramatic went wrong and i remember thinking blimey i've really got to get a hold of this because there's no uh really is <laughs> there's no escaping this
0: i can't i can't stop
1: this and start again we just have to get through it
0: but having having seen it several times you say that i've no idea what the dramatic thing that went wrong and i i almost don't want to know because You know, I know that I'll see it again and I (laughs) I don't want to know. But I think that that's part of the joy as an audience member for that piece is recognizing that liveness and recognizing that literally Mm. anything could happen beyond our expectations of of what the the show is going to be. And I, I think that's a shared that that's something. You know, there's there's a lot of talk at the moment about live screenings and uh, streamed theatre and it not being the same. But I think there's I, I I tend to disagree because I think there is that there is still that joint there there is that relationship that still the audience has whilst it may not be live something like time of your life was live but there is still that shared journey along the way between performer on screen and person sat at home in their pajamas on the couch we still do have that relationship we still do have that that sense of uh, a, a shared journey and uh, and i think that was one of the joys of watching time of your life knowing it was live and willing for it to be as wonderful experience as it can be two more things that I want to touch upon before we wrap it up going back to your building is there being a sort of a central point in in Ipswich now where the community itself can tap into because obviously as a company you know having different spaces to work into how how much are you going to throw the doors open to that community of Ipswich to say come in join us share our journey with us
1: yeah i mean that's um i think that that's something that we're talking about a lot you know and um one of the things that 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 happened quite early was how do we make how space that um because there is a big creation space and uh, you know and then uh, which takes up the majority of the building but if you're like if you're a very small community group you're a couple of people you want to play around with something that you've written or something that could be quite a daunting thing to sit in the middle of so um, but also it, it kind of that's the that's the whole building being used for that one thing so I, I mean, I asked early on, how do we make this really modular so we can break it up? And stuff? So the thing about having div- a, um, a dividing wall and then a workshop, um, I mean, the workshop for for making wood, metal and so forth, um, how does that become modular? So you can, you know, kind of, uh, that stuff can all be put away. And so you've got a third space and maybe the space where you would ordinarily have meetings and, and things so that you can have your board meetings and so forth. Can that also be, kind of flipped away and that become a smaller little space for intimate you know so the building is going to be very modular and uh purposefully so so that we constantly have uh those kind of decisions about who's using the space when get easier and easier and easier it's like yeah there's a space we've got some spaces you know we can play with this that you know running through it as well when it's time to make a gecko show the building will be totally you know totally set up to make that gecko show and uh, but we're only making a show in a four-year period for a certain amount of time it's not there's going to be a lot of time where we're going to have all sorts of opportunities to do other things you know so yeah, yeah it your your question is important and um the, the journey to try and uncover what those relationships are and how that works begins
0: now and we yeah. we meet we want to make the very very most of that yeah of course on that matter the last thing that i want to ask you as part of this podcast and as part of this process of collecting creative people together from a variety of different fields and being able to sort of of throw the doors open to this podcast and and, and share with other people the, the question that I want to ask everyone that I'm talking to is what are you listening to what are you reading what are you watching at the moment okay so I'm reading I'm probably reading about four
1: books at the same time at the moment um and I've done I've been reading a lot a, a hell of a lot during lockdown which again has been a it's been a very um you know one of those things I'm sure you know what I mean I kind of in a busy life you kind of go oh god i must read more must read more and so lockdown was beautiful for that really wonderful for really getting through a lot of books um i'm reading a book called the body keeps the score which is a kind of um uh i suppose it's it's written by um uh is he i guess he must be originally a psychologist i can't remember his name for the minute but um he works particularly in trauma and um and and so his his point of focus is um how the body uh, and mind work in concert to uh, i i guess hold on to all aspects of one's life and plot and and basically is a is a the the physical manifestation of the entirety of your life in, in a way so that's one book i'm reading um I'm reading a Primo Levi book about uh, the Holocaust. Um, is that Man's Search for Meaning? Gosh, I, I, the, the, the title's going to on my back. But I'm kind of been dipping into that. Um, I'm reading a book uh, which is called Passage from Yemen, which is about uh, a collection of stories from pe- from Jews that uh, originated from Yemen that, that uh, found their way to Palestine and to Israel. Uh, I'm rereading one of my favorite books, which is called I can't hear it. it's called my name is Asha Lev, which is um, by Ham um, which is my favorite books ever so i'm reading lots of di- different books at different times yeah. um and films i'm watching lots and lots of films you know go- going back through films that I really love and uh, admire just to rewatch those uh, I started rewatching um Citizen Kane last night. Thought, oh, BBC at the moment. I thought I, on the um, iPlayer. Thought I'd re rewatch that. Yeah, I've been watching loads and loads of films. What have I been watching? I'm really loving Christopher Nolan's work. Um, you know, because he's he's just he's phenomenal. Mm. So rewatched uh, Memento recently, but um, uh, also went to I saw Tenet just just while we could watch films at the cinema. Gosh, I mean, so many, so many films, so yeah. many things. I've, um, I can barely even remember.
0: And finally, what are you listening to? Because your
1: playlists mm. are
0: the thing of legend.
1: I mean, when I'm when I'm making a show, I have a, a built up playlist of. Over a hundred tracks, which I amassed during my sort of thinking year, and um, they tend to be very, very eclectic, and and uh, they are music from all over the world. However, um, given that I've just finished a seven week period of development, I'm I'm definitely. At this moment in time I'm in a slightly um I guess I give I give myself a break after and I don't mean you know swan around smoking pipes I just mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I as I said before I, I I need to have slightly less intense periods before I get back into it um so I still dip into that track of very eclectic stuff and it is it's um Wow, it's so eclectic, that particular, it can be, there are Nina Simone things, there are um, uh, flamenco things, there are, I mean it's just so broad, the, the range of, of music that I listen to there, which all stimulate different things, but I'm just sort of in, it, it, I'm I'm kind of coming off of that palette a bit, so I'm back into my Stevie, I'm back into you know songs in the key of life and fulfilling this in its first finale. Um, I'm getting I'm getting me some uh, <laughs> some uh, Simon Garfunkel. You know I'm just I'm just in a slight sort. Do you know what I mean? Reduced mode of trying to paint pictures in my mind and just letting my imagination rest
0: a moment. Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth of what I'm listening to right now. That's beautiful. And particularly beautiful because we can wrap it up with an image now of you in a silk kimono and a pipe, just lounging. (laughs) Absolutely glorious.
1: Yeah, lounging and listening to songs in the key of life.
0: There you have it, episode one of The Composite Mind with our wonderful guest Amit Lahav, artistic director of Gecko Theatre. Just a couple of bits of business as a result of the podcast. The book that Amit was talking about, The Body Keeps the Score, is by Bessel van der Kolk. I picked it up as soon as I finished talking to Amit and it is an incredibly insightful and very, very human read. I can heartily recommend it. The other thing is that as a result of the podcast, we're creating a Composite Mind playlist Each guest is going to recommend a couple of tracks that they would like to see on that playlist. Tracks that inspire them or empowers them or relaxes them. For whatever reason, they choose a couple of tracks. Amit chose a Stevie Wonder track and a Nina Simone track. You can go to the Rough House Theatre website for full details on the playlist. www.roughhousetheatre.com forward slash the composite mind. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. It is free to listen to, but you can support The Composite Mind by buying us a coffee. Head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash The Composite Mind to find out how a small donation can go towards the future of this podcast. The Composite Mind is produced by Rough House Theatre and features original music by Owen Morgan. Thanks so much again for listening. See you next month with another brilliant human being.